0: Welcome to the Dad Bod Pod. I'm your host, Jamie Schleicher. With me is our unpaid intern and favorite tri host, Seth Wispelway. Seth, welcome back to the pod.
1: Always here, always a pleasure. I think at this point, I need a catchy catchphrase as a mainstay of this recorded entertainment.
0: It's really embarrassing that you don't have one already. We're going on five seasons of. Of recording here and now your official staff we've we fully brought you onto the team it's it's long past time for you to have a catchphrase
1: right and five full episodes I think i have been on this season so for all our loyal listeners we'll we'll put this to the group me give me a catchphrase uh, <laughs> some the,
0: type of standard intro
1: at this point I may even graduate to co-host status by uh, the end of the season.
0: Wow. I mean, those are the type (laughs) of hot takes that this episode is bringing to you. I'm talking hot, hot fire. We have been shamed a little bit, I would say, by Brian's episode where he came on. He dropped three hot takes and all of them have been on the money so far. Like nothing is unfolding outside of the way that he's he's predicted. That's right. So, you know, we saw that I'm. I'll admit there's been some jealousy, there's been some insecurity of is Brian doing our job better than us? He's not only winning the league, he's upstaging the podcast host. So, yeah, I mean yeah. the the idea is just to jump on the pod, get the slander going, crank up the slander mill, throw some some of the most outrageous takes that we can think of and I'm I'm going to be honest, it is a shallow naked attempt to get other people to come on the podcast. And maybe you have better hot takes. Maybe you can upstage Brian and we won't quite get there today. But this is this is just a blatant attempt to to troll for engagement.
1: Yeah, for what it's worth, I like to think that my hot takes that we're about to drop on this episode are judiciously curated, but that kind of goes against the whole point. In a lot of ways, we're just going to be throwing spaghetti against the wall and we'll see what sticks. But the fact that Brian's spaghetti is still sticking five weeks in after just throwing it in, uh, we're we're going to cut some people down to size. Um, no, I mean, we're just going to throw out some takes and uh, it's up to you to uh, defend yourselves or not.
0: Speaking of takes... Travis, Travis had some some posts in the group me last night. I thought he was going to join the pod for a second. It looked like looked like he was he he had a foot in the door. Didn't quite make it, but what what did you think about those those messages last night?
1: I don't know that anything I'm going to say on today's episode is going to rival the liquid hot magma that Travis dropped in the group me on Thursday evening. Our commissioner emeritus said you know, Thursday night football gets a bad rap and this is coming a week after maybe the worst game of all Thursday night football games, the Colts and the Broncos, the, the Palooza, as it were. And he goes, I'm not directly quoting, but he said that, you know what? I think tonight's game is going to be a barn burner. And You know, my jaw fell on the floor. And I said, is this just a way to justify watching the game? But I'm not going to lie. I was intrigued. And I was a little busy in the evening. I caught some of the early parts of the game. It was close towards the end. And it was bad. Final score, 12 to 7. Uh, But the football I saw, if you want to call it that, was, well, in the words of yahoo sports a slop fest and yeah the bears and commanders did not uh did not deliver a barn burner a barn burner is what it was called so that hot take um is ashes flamed
0: out flamed
1: out bright and early
0: um had a lot of family in last week and the Broncos are kind of the adopted hometown team, you know, kind of root for them as a, as a casual fan, but the boys will forever and always be my team. Uh, but that, that game was rough and it was just painful to watch. And if I didn't just have it on in the background and was actually trying to watch it, I, I think it, might be cruel and unusual punishment to actually subject yourself to that and saw the Bears commanders lined up for the game this week and I I just said I'm I'm out. I'm not yeah. not gonna do it. Saw Travis's hot take not a barn burner if anything, maybe a bad case of jock itch like <laughs> yeah maybe maybe some burning, but not enjoyable, yeah. highly unpleasant and yeah, just it's not
1: a good kind of heat.
0: No, a good kind of
1: heat. Uh, Not at all. I mean, this might be looking for a silver lining, but these games are so bad that they become kind of funny, fun to watch. Like, like <laughs> have you ever seen anything as bad? But the problem with last night is like no one else actually seemed to be watching it. No one seemed to watch it. I think maybe the eight minutes I saw were the most seen in the league, whereas everyone was like hooting and hollering last Thursday night. Um, uh, and everything, you know, yeah. Jock is an apt metaphor. There's some heat there, but it's like, Oh God, where's the Gay? We need to take care of this. Uh, I need to check my balls, which this might be a good time to point out the shared spirit that this league has with the NFL's new intercept cancer initiative. When the dad bods league was first formed in 2015 the year of my sole championship. As it turns out, it was not the dad buds league, our commissioner emeritus inaugurated uh, this illustrious endeavor uh, with the name, check your balls with two or three exclamation marks. Now, before you, you know, turn this off because you're with your family, the reason is, Because it's important to make sure you don't have any hidden lumps or nodes or polyps here or there or anywhere. Um, We want to intercept cancer. And now, seven years later, the NFL has caught up uh, from our example and made sure that, you know, everyone's checking their balls, checking their lumps, checking their polyps while we soldier on as the dad bods um, anyway,
0: that's what yeah, I, that's, that's a fun trivia tidbit that you, that you worked into that important PSA uh, loyal listeners and Patreon subscribers will tell you that we have mentioned the first, first year of the league. It wasn't the dad bods. It was the check your balls league and thank thank you for for saying that important you know full disclosure i did have uh you know a screening earlier this year and everything came back clean so happy that i'm healthy but i am squarely in in that age range where uh you know it's it's important stuff and travis's story um did, did he share that on the pod i don't know we'll have to go back in in the archives to see how much travis has shared but yeah um important PSA and happy to to partner with the NFL on this
1: that's right today's episode is sponsored by the
0: NFL oh I don't don't think we can say say that (laughs) we're we're partnered in spirit there's no official official relationship between us and the NFL um I'm sure they have some type of bots just listening for oh if Roger
1: is listening I work through a wall of lawyers Roger so bring bring your best um yeah, I'll leave that that story as Travis's to tell, but it's a good one. It's a beautiful one. It's an important one. We're here to intercept con- cancer. Likewise, in the past year, I've had my own conversations uh, with my doctor uh, to talk about all the ins and outs of functionality. And, you know, I'm 41 now, so it's important, y'all. Um, check your balls so you can be appropriately horny for the hot takes we're about to drop. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And hoping that this league goes on for at least another 35 years. So would like everybody to be a part of that. And I I think there is one more point of NFL business that we should touch on before we we really start getting into these hot takes. And that is the regrettable actions of a member of my team, Vontae Adams, pushing a freelance photographer at the end of the game he went to the hospital, they checked him out at the time. Preliminary believed to be non-life threatening injuries, but may have been a concussion involved, some bruising. A minor
1: might have been a minor concussion.
0: Is a yeah, so, quote I saw. So I and I don't know. Is there some ambulance chasing here? Was the man legitimately injured? Either way. Totally unacceptable. And I am ashamed that this came from my team. So on behalf of of the entire organization of criminal negligence, you know, sorry that we did that and got this assault misdemeanor um, on our record. We're going to endeavor to be better in the weeks ahead, and would just like to formally apologize to the entire league about these actions from my team. So,
1: with a name I, like criminal negligence, I don't expect much better from you. So, I think your apology is is well. It's it's well suited uh, to the moment. Um, but might need to see a name change. That guy was probably just a Chiefs fan. <laughs> That's what it is. He, he's trying to he's trying to game the AFC West of it, dig a little deeper. Um, you've had so we've mentioned the brutality of Thursday night football, uh, the criminal negligence of your star wide receiver, but you also mentioned, you know, all the family and stuff you had in town. You've had a really positive busy week uh i think we should like lift up some high notes before we get into the gutter
0: it has been it's been a year of celebration really there there's more coming up with my my brother i have his bachelor party this weekend and then a couple weeks off and then he he gets married a good friend from back home got married a couple weeks ago i gave an impromptu best man speech when his brother and best man who knew about this speech for several months, the day of the wedding decided he's not a speech guy and wasn't going to do it. So, uh, at 12 o'clock, the day of the wedding, uh, me and another one of the groomsmen said, don't worry about it. We got you. We, we threw together a speech, put the finishing touches on it in the limo on the way to the reception got to run through it like twice and, and brought down the house. So it was, it was fun. I've given a couple of wedding speeches before. Gave a speech at Matt's rehearsal dinner, um, so I, I've had some practice with it. Do a lot of speaking to clients in my day job, and was was happy that I had that opportunity to to draw on that skill set to give an impromptu best man speech. It was it was a unique time, and then this past weekend, my nephew Daniel, he is two and a half, was officially adopted Woo! by my my sister and brother in law. And we had seven people come out and stay with us. My parents, my brother-in-law's parents, uh, aunt, my brother and his fiance. So full house, um, here at the mega house in Colorado. And it, it was just a really good time to, to celebrate him and the pure joy that he's brought to our family. They've had him since the day after he was born. So he's been a part of the family for a long time and being in foster care up until this point, like you can't post pictures on social media. Um, So if you're not involved in our family's lives and interacting in person, like, you know, I, I haven't like posted about him. Um, You know, it's really the, these personal conversations that like you get to hear what a, a special part of our family he is and getting to have this whole past week, just be a celebration of him. And he, he was really excited about his adoption. And he was excited to wear his soup, um, which he, he was pumped about. And then he got a donut wall and dinosaur donuts was what he was really looking forward to at the party as as well as some dancing to to some of his favorite songs. So it was, Whoa. yeah, it, it was a really special weekend to to celebrate him and the person that he is and how much he brings to our family and getting to have so much friends and family be a part of that and share with us was very special.
1: That is huge. That is so special. As Pete Holmes would say, the joy quota is pretty full. And as the father to an adopted child myself, that just resonates profoundly. I have two questions. What is a donut wall?
0: So it is a wall and then it has like rings coming out that like you can put the donuts on and it just, just hangs up there. I'll, I'll drop a, a picture in the group me as well as a, a very cute photo. My parents visited my dad's aunt and uncle in Dallas, Texas uh, before coming out here and stopped by Cowboy Stadium to, to take a quick tour there. And they bought Cowboy shirts for both me and Daniel and have a, a really cute video of him being super excited to, to wear matching shirts. So I, I can drop a picture of the donut wall and that cute video in there as well.
1: That is Awesome. I hope you do. My other question, actually, I just realized probably can't or shouldn't be answered. It's like, what's the relationship like with your brother, who's your best man, who backs out the day of, but just kudos to you jumping in there, like Tom Brady taking over for Drew Bledsoe, like the sky's lemon Now you, you could probably with that sardonic humor and, and plat and the platform we have here be hired out to just be like, hey, I'll come in and just kill at your party. Like, because, yeah, it's not to rag on anybody. Public speaking is not uh, the easiest, especially if you don't have the muscle developed. And uh, and if you haven't had it, then you can freak people out. You get a little old stage fright. You stand there like a polyp with the microphone and uh and haw. So kudos to you for that. Uh, well, I dare say, I mean, it sounds like is it fair to say that the uh, energy in your apartment suite in the mega house is rather avuncular than with the new nephew officially joining the family
0: it is indeed uh i i talk a lot about how much fun being an uncle is and uh this time right now it's like the oldest is five the youngest is just about to turn 10 months and they're they're just at a really fun age. So it feels like special time to to get to see them grow and develop right now and and do all these things. So avuncular indeed.
1: That's huge. Well, for all the uncles, all the dads, and or all those with dad bods, uncles, dads, or neither. I have to recommend the movie of the year that I saw the other day. Uh it's the sweetest thing. I was laughing. I was crying. I didn't even watch it with a kid, but now I want to. Um uh, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, full length feature based on like that viral video from at least a decade ago. Uh highly recommended. It. It's like ninety-nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I feel like we mentioned a movie on here at least once an episode, so there's the quota for that.
0: People come for the hyper specific content about the dad bods league the premier fantasy football league in Charlottesville, virginia but i i think they enjoy the the book recommendations the movie recommendations and this this one wasn't on my radar there's a few movies that that i'm excited about i just saw amsterdam this past week that was that All was right. good as well um, but marcel the shell with, with shoes on, on. Is, is that a crustacean is this what it? what is this thing it's a
1: stop motion crustacean it's the sweetest cutest thing um i i i'd put it up there with john wick and all the other stuff we've recommended so
0: um double feature marcel the shell yeah. to john wick four yeah which, which one which one do you think pairs best with marcel the shell with shoes on
1: um and five-year-olds <laughs> that you're watching with um
0: I, I was thinking for the adults in the room but just which which one do you think pairs best both i didn't know what the
1: uh with what, what's the third option
0: no it's uh, marcel the shell with shoes on is the first one this is becoming a tongue twister i'm i'm getting tied up <laughs> but then which john wick would you have as the the oh, second gosh. the second film in the double feature
1: um the first one partly if you haven't seen it but also you know with the the puppy and the impetus uh for him getting back in the game uh you're already primed for this you know really cute thing and then it gets Mm -hmm. taken away and yeah i think i think it'll make john Wick that much more of a tearjerker uh totally family film
0: all right we got to get into these hot takes first one who in the league do you think hasn't seen a John Wick movie? Um, if I had to pick one? That, I mean, you can make, pick more than one. Just who, whoever you think. Name names. <laughs>
1: I'm going to say Steven and Eric.
0: I'm going to throw Matt in there as well.
1: <laughs> um, let me just say, I think everyone would enjoy John Wick. I just think about like, if you're too busy for those group root me with your kids and your constructions and your photography, you're probably too busy for Keanu like, stay up after the kids go down. Because once you watch one, you got to watch the second and you got to watch the third. And I didn't even have that chance. So I had to getaway wait- weekend with some of my boys. Like it, so I get how it goes. So I'm calling you out, Stephen Eric. Prove me wrong. Um, we'll we'll make a movie marathon a part of the combine we have next year.
0: Ah, the combine. One of the best ideas that we've never brought to fruition yet. Mm. I, I I think it'll will happen one year though. So I'm I'm not giving up hope. No,
1: I I think we're just waiting until I can run uh, more than a tenth of a mile. Um well you've kicked <laughs> off the hot takes.
0: <laughs> we have. P- people didn't think it would happen, but we broke the seal. <laughs>
1: um where do we begin? We've got sections, we've we've
0: got themes. Categories. Uh, Categories. Let's let's start with the NFL ones. What are what are just our general NFL hot takes besides Cowboys winning the Super Bowl, which everyone just accepts?
1: Wow, that's None of mine are as hot as that.
0: <laughs> We're talking about an undefeated Cooper Rush. I mean, come on. Like, is yeah. is there any is there any doubt?
1: I think it would be a hot take to say that there's going to be a quarterback controversy. Like, does that come back and then they like lose like three out of four and then Jerry Jones starts flapping his gums with his guttural drawl and is like, I don't know, maybe we should put in Cooper like by week ten and um, God,
0: got to get a little deeper there for Jarrah. Jarrah.
1: Yeah, all right, here's here's a hot-ish take. Again, not even close to the fire you just dropped, but it, it stays in the NFC East. I think that the Eagles, the Cowboys, and yes, the Giants will all make the playoffs.
0: That is hot. Yeah. That is, that is, that is spicy. I right
1: know the, the Giants are probably the, the hottest part of that.
0: Did you wake up at 7.30 to... To watch them take down the Packers in London this past week.
1: Oh man, it was 6:30 for me when that started. I got up at six, walked my dog, and I was into that game. I never get to see them out here uh, in Arizona, and yeah, confirmation bias is all over my take. But they're four and one. Uh, I I I don't know. I I this is I, all right. This is a total homer take, but. I also think saying that three teams from a division are going to make it is also pretty bold and uh I'm going to stick by that one. Uh related I think only one this is just lukewarm but only one team from the NFC West and NFC South is going to make it. I mean, they have to but as a division winner, but what we know after 5 weeks in the NFL I just you know, the Buccaneers. And really, I think it's kind of a coin flip in the NFC West. Um, so I, that, I would that's sort of how I justify my hot take. What's that?
0: I would take the 49ers in the West right now. Yeah. Which is, just how how it's looking. Um, but yeah, I think saying that the Rams, the Cardinals don't figure it out and continue on their, their current path, that's, that's a hot take for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I throw it to one other related take. I think last year's uh, teams in the Super Bowl, both the Rams and the Bengals will miss out on the postseason. Um, again, maybe not the hottest take, but they still have a lot of, like, juju on them. And I I think Sean McVeigh's smart, and I think the Bengals have all the weapons, but something's not going right there. And the NFL is hard, and the Giants have to make it. And uh, Rams and Bengals are not even going to make it. um, And I think they're going to keep struggling. Um, Though not if my boy, Daryl Henderson has anything to say about it.
0: Picked him back up off the waiver wire this week, dropped the rocket ship, Jared Goff. (laughs) (laughs) So does that mean he goes for 40 again this week? Is that, that's the inverse relationship, right? With when he's in your starting lineup and how many points he scores.
1: Jared got some by this week, but yeah, I've started him every week. He hasn't gone for over 30 and, uh, he's done me wrong. It's not to say I won't pick him up. I've spent $7 on him so far and, uh, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, let's see. Oh, final hot takes for me as far as the real NFL goes. Get a load of this. The Jets. And the Jaguars will both make it.
0: I don't think that's no, like- no, yeah. yeah, no, yeah.
1: I think I, I, you heard it here Forrest. This is going to be on the internet. Ask me again in like ten weeks. Um, and not only that, I think the Raiders are going to make it.
0: <laughs> that that one I can see a little bit more. But I mean, are More? are you telling me the Jets aren't zero and five right now? Is that
1: they're like three and two? What? I think so. This is thing this is, is
0: surprising? The... I I don't understand how this happened, but I still don't see them making the playoffs. So if you if you had softened that take to like one of the Jets or the Jaguars will make the playoffs, I'm I'm with you. I could see it, but man, both. You just you just said that for posterity it's out there the
1: volcanoes erupting i mean here's the thing this requires in the afc east that miami doesn't do too hot obviously they have some quarterback issues and so on so yeah that the jets is pretty hot because obviously buffalo is making it and then afc south i think jacksonville is a safer bet if they can kind of work it out because they got the titans and the colts also in there um and then the raiders i think yeah I, the chiefs are definitely gonna make it and then uh yeah the hot take is that the raiders um and the chargers kind of duke it out but I right now i feel totally fine calling that um you know it's early in the season but not so early they can't just kind of like say like hey i got a feeling i got a feeling mm-hmm all right, so check back in 10 weeks. That's all I got as far as the real NFL. Do you have anything else uh, that remotely approaches this idea of the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl?
0: Not really. Uh, most most of my hot takes are around the league. Um, so so waiting for that. But um, I, I will say this week, Cooper Rush keeps his undefeated streak alive and beats the Eagles and – It's it's a medium take. It's not the Super Bowl, but I I think he does beat the Eagles this week.
1: I agree with that, and that's a good segue to the hot takes on the league. I also believe the Cowboys are going to beat the Eagles on Sunday night football, and there will be no more undefeated teams um, at all, which most of the league voted for when they said, what's going to happen first, Eagles lose or Matt wins? Um, So on that note, we are going to start really dishing it out. Mm-hmm. All right, Jamie, give us a hot take about the league this year. I forget what our next category is. So
0: yeah, for next category, let's let's do standings and who's going to make and miss the playoffs. Ooh! Uh, once again, sixty percent of the league is going to make the playoffs. So there's there's a, a decent amount of of people that do make it. So the fact that we're we're gonna be calling out people that we think are gonna miss, people that are gonna make, uh, you know, it is a hot take to to put this out there. So first one. Steven and Sean miss the playoffs.
1: Wow Zaroonies. Wow, Zaroonies. Say more.
0: The first thing I'll say is it, it sounds like you're you're experimenting with a catchphrase. So we'll we'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll we'll see the response to this after the episode. But Steven, we talked about it. Uh, everybody fears him. Everybody just assumes that we're donating Roomba money every year. <laughs> Shout out Prime Day. Um, <laughs> But a little, a little nervous about this CMC situation. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago on the Everybody Panic episode. But just see a couple of situations where, where the wheels completely fall off the bus. Same thing with Sean's team. Terrifying right now, but I think in a, a couple of weeks, a couple of injuries hit, and yeah, things, things fall apart. While the opposite happens for for a couple of people at the bottom of the table. They get healthy, they get hot, and all of a sudden, bada bang, bada boom. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This is hot in part because even though they're both three and two right now, they're putting up a ton of points. Um, just some some bad luck here and there. But this take I stand by as well because It's what we've said in the other analysis pods. Uh, Sean and Steven are strong. They're putting up a bunch of points. They're to be feared, but the benches are just like a nightmare waiting in the dark, I think. And if a couple wheels fall off, I think the whole thing lands in a ditch. So Steven and Sean are not going to make the top tier playoffs, not be top six. You heard it here first come on the pod and fight us.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, if either of them want to want to come on and tell us how stupid we are, like, I, I guess that's an opportunity that we would be willing to afford them to come on and, and plead their case. So yeah, sure. Um, sure. Op- open to that.
1: I'm gonna, so because Brian's hot takes have been so far so true for, for those who are more casual listeners of the pod, I'll just say that I think after week one of the season, Brian prognosticated that I, Seth, would make the championship game going nearly undefeated. So I'm four and one now, second place, though my point situation's a little tenuous. Number two, that a newcomer, either Brian or Eric, but he said Brian, would beat me in the championship game. And right now Brian is number one at four and one and Eric's got a winning record. I think he's in seventh at the moment, uh, three and two and the number three that Matt McNichol would not win a single game all year. This was after week one when Brian had just beaten Matt, who at the time was, I think not even starting a defense in addition to a kicker. Um, And right now, Matt is 0-5. I'm going to... So that kind of wizardry is daunting. But I'm going to take it and tweak it. I'm going to double down on Matt not winning a single game. So kind of an easy take. Uh, He's going to go 0-14 in the regular season. He's not going to win until the losers bracket of the playoffs. Those four little pathetic semifinals. And he's going to he's going to win the entire loser's bracket, making him finish in seventh place.
0: I like the specificity there. (laughs) And it's funny, I I look at Matt's team and still like don't see a bad team. And yet he can't score more than than 87 points. And that's why he's, he's been renamed. I don't know if we've talked about the rename yet, but I, I was able to rename him and made his name kicking the bucket with (laughs) my MVP of my team, Justin Tucker with the, the little shrug shirk type thing that he did after, uh, Hitting a bomb. I think it was fifty-eight yards against against the Bengals. He was just feeling himself, having fun with it. And I named Matt kicking bucket because his season is both dying. It's over. And it came at the hands of a, a 17 point game by Justin Tucker. But playing Napoleon's blunder. So one of them will get the right to name their team back. And that's a little sad. But I'm I'm enjoying the masterpiece for the moment.
1: That's right. You, you've you been putting up points too. I don't want to discount that. Yeah, kickers win championships. I went into the Yahoo record books and the person with the most field goals season average was Steven, the the year he won his Roomba money in 2016. So I, I have to think there's a causation correlation there. I wish I could see what those uh, stats were for every year and if it aligns. Um
0: I like that little humble brag there. That's right. Our intern went into the history <laughs> books and was looking up kicker stats. That's right. Name name me one other podcast covering the Dad Bods League that goes to this level to bring you guys content. That's right. Shout out, Seth.
1: Thank you. Um, doing deep dive data analysis. Well, so this begs this 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 take that Stephen and Sean don't make the playoffs, our current like fourth and fifth place teams begs the question kind of of who will and I've got a twofer for you I think Zach who just won his first game he's one and four now finishes no lower than fourth place I, I'll even just say fourth place and um I said I had a twofer and I'm totally brain farted on it what that was um Oh, it was I mentioned your points. You're putting up a lot. I think it's going to be you and me in the championship game.
0: Oh. Nemesis showdown.
1: Mhm. I don't know who's going to win, but that that's all I got. So, uh that's that's three folks in the playoffs right there. Um I think our commissioner and our editor is going to finish fourth and somehow some way I've got the RB strength. I don't know. I think it's going to happen. Is that is that hot enough?
0: I, I, that that's pretty hot. I don't. I mean, nobody fears me yet. So putting putting the two of us in the championship seems seems pretty hot.
1: No one no one fears me enough either. <laughs> so I guess by saying that I am disagreeing outright with one of Brian's hot takes, uh, which is that you
0: are. He... Which is what this episode was for, to oh, just
1: completely yeah.
0: refute Brian and <laughs> assert our dominance again. Yeah.
1: yeah, I'm conducting this gravy train now. Um, So that leads to
0: another take. Are you ready? Oh, uh, so ready. Just bring him rapid fire.
1: Brian may or may not get a bye, but whenever he plays his first football game or playoff game, He's gonna lose to Eric oh the other newcomer
0: rookie on rookie crime
1: <laughs> yeah. um so those two also make the playoffs which I think leaves Travis uh as the sixth team
0: to make it that's I'm sure, emeritus round rounding out the playoff teams yeah
1: that leaves out our defending champion and obviously winless Matt as well. Mm-hmm. And who, who else? Oh, Sean, Sean and Steven, Sean and Steven. but
0: don't worry, Matt, you're going to,
1: you're going to go on a tear in the losers bracket.
0: Um, an indomitable force in that losers bracket.
1: I will say this uh, just to bring, you know, all the little machinations that go on behind the scenes above ground. You said Matt has a solid team, you know, all the potential rocket ships we heard about. I looked again and I agree like, He's in a tough place because he's got a bench and a team. I mean, they're all kind of interchangeable. That's that's the whole point. Outside of his two QB1s. Yeah. It's a team of flexes. And yes. Outside of his QB1s and Josh Jacobs, who has turned into an RB1. Didn't see actually, that coming. offered He offered, all, you know, he offered
0: me Jacobs for Drake London straight up, I think, in like week one or two. And... Regret. That's all. That's all that I would have to say been about a that.
1: league winning trade right there for you. um But at the same time, as we saw with DK Metcalf, I think he just dropped Ayuk.
0: Um, he dropped wins. Penny, who was looking like a league winner before he right broke his tibia and he's out for the right. season.
1: And he's dropping them because he because he has to. And it's tough because you're like you don't just put those people on waivers; they're going to get gobbled up by people with actual fab budget. Matt, if you're listening. If I was you, and this might be a segue to some other takes. I everything would,
0: is a segue to other takes.
1: I would, I mean, I know you want to put trade offers out there. Do some four for twos or three for ones uh to just kind of clean up that long bench. Get yourself some actual 1A's at whatever positions. Um And prove us all wrong. And as of this recording, Daniel Carlson's on the wire. He's just out there. I know. Get him when he clears waivers. He's on by this week. Plug in who you got to this week. Get some of those solid flexes off your bench. Uh, I think we'll see some accepted trades. Um, As opposed to trying, you know, to lose one of the QB ones. Those can go too. All right. That one's free. That one's free.
0: Some free advice. We Here I am predicting the you the lose, takes.
1: and I'm telling you how to win. <laughs> Take it from me, the four and one guy who has had the weakest strength of schedule so far. <laughs> it's
0: unbelievable how few points scored you have and what what your record looks like. But I know my points have steadily
1: declined over the past three weeks, uh precipitously. Um well on that note. So I think we've we've basically taken we've taken like Liam Neeson's uh, our our league ending standings. What what kind of hot messes are going to pop up? Do you see between here and there?
0: I'm not sure I, I followed that question.
1: I'm not sure if I did it was just a cacophony of sounds and words. Um between now and when the playoff brackets are set. Yep. What hot takes do you got um for us uh that's going to kind of make this all fun between week 6 and 14.
0: Oh yeah, we've got hot takes when it comes to roster shakeups for sure. The first one I'm going to throw out there. The number 1 Pickup off the waiver wire, Cowboys defense stays elite, and along with my kicker Justin Tucker, lead me to the championship against the Nemesis. But Cowboys defense number one waiver waiver pickup this year. Wow. Wow.
1: Defense wins championships.
0: It so- does. Do you do you remember a couple of years ago when the Patriots defense was like one of the right. hottest fantasy assets of the year and like they were oh just winning God. people matchups i think the they cowboys were scoring, defense, like at least go ahead yeah no that's 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 what i'm i'm gonna say cowboys defense gonna put up 20 point games for me um and and be one of the the best waiver waiver wire pickups of the year
1: they are elite dang yeah that patriots defense i remember was putting up like at least 15 a week like consistently i forget who had them um but that Took someone far. Um, Cowboys defense is elite. All the charity. They're, and, yeah. they're
0: projected to score five points this week. And I i don't believe Yahoo. And I, I think Yahoo doesn't know what's going on. And Micah Parsons is going to have five sacks himself. So. Yeah. Here's a hot take that
1: I wish I had gone like my gut. I almost went with the Giants over the defense over the Ravens this week. And I'm sure there was like Homer bias in that. But I actually have a feeling about it. I'm gonna comfortably predict that the Giants defense
0: scores at least 10 fantasy points. This week? Over the Ravens. Wow, the <laughs> I'm trying out your catchphrase. I, That's right. I'm still on the fence. Um, here's here's a take
1: between now and then. I don't know when the fantasy league trade deadline is. It's usually like around mid-November. I think. Our league is going to see three, at least three, but three blockbuster trades by the deadline. And by blockbuster, I'm talking about like top dollar first and or second. We don't really have rounds, but like first or second round top dollar auction draft gets are going to get moved in our league. Um, I'm happy to throw out who I think, but you had a good idea about this. Uh, Well, uh, number one, I... I think I think Zach is going to move Jonathan Taylor.
0: I believe Jonathan Taylor was the most expensive player. So in a snake draft format, the 101. Yeah. You think You think Zach moves him?
1: Yeah, I think there's points to be had there. There's obviously the reputation. You know, we mentioned this suggested idea of like four for ones and three for ones uh i may or may not have been offered taylor in a trade offer um
0: no tell me more i mean (laughs) you don't have to but this is a podcast so it makes sense to i mean i think saying that that's
1: that's not saying that that informed this take because that makes it more lukewarm but
0: no i think (laughs) there's there's data behind this take i'm out i'm done i think
1: i think zach's road I think Zach's road to fourth place is going to include moving Taylor and whoever else, you know, for, for some other difference. That's one of them. Uh, Do you think there's going to be some other blockbuster trades? You had, you had an idea about this.
0: I do. And it's part of the Steven missing the playoffs is I think CMC inevitably gets hurt at some point in time. And Steven makes the trade for, you know, 85 cents on the dollar. Someone takes takes a swing at the CMC rocket ship for the playoffs. Steven tries to save a season, trades CMC.
1: Oh, interesting. So it's going to be kind of a temporary injury.
0: Um, And it's, it's one, it's a blockbuster. But two, I feel like Steven is good for one trade a season. It doesn't happen often, yeah. but he comes out of nowhere. Boom, pulls off a trade this year. I think he's going big. I, th- I think it's going to be a big name in CMC.
1: Well, I think that's right. What's interesting is like it would almost take an injury for him to like sit up and not come out of nowhere. My idea, I think you're onto something there, is that the Panthers are horrible. <laughs> There's been trade rumors, and I think now's the time to, I guess someone could try to quote unquote buy low on him. Um, but he's also got equity because, oh my gosh, what if the bills are one of these other teams that have been rumored to trade for him? If like, cause the Panthers only have like four picks in like the next draft. And so like, that's some of the, why these rumors have merit. It's like, they might just clean house stock up on years of drafting, and say like, we've got to rebuild for the next, you know, two to three years. Mm-hmm. So I think your take, is good. Cause we know it can happen to CMC. Like he might, you know, twist an ankle or something. I think there's a, I don't, I don't know whether to call it a buy low window because it's both buy low and sell high, which is the Panthers are awful, but someone's like trying to take the chance that he's going to do good. And Steven could try to do it to try to call our bluff on this take that he doesn't make the playoffs. So Steven, if you're out there, come on the pod, <laughs> but uh, yeah, The take is that Jonathan Taylor and CMC move. Uh, What's our third blockbuster trade that we think is going to happen?
0: Third one, you identified a couple of bangles that you think might change their stripes.
1: Right. I think Eric is going to move either Chase or Mixon. Um. An RB one and a WR one on a struggling team, but one with that could uh, they can each put up, you know, buco bucks. Um, and Eric's gonna get in the the dish game. He's gonna dish, dish and deal. And uh, or someone's gonna go for one of those again. Maybe Matt with one of his four for twos, three for ones. Um, solid players, but this might also be I might be I'm calling this take because this might be weird uh pseudoscience for me mm-hmm. like not we need Caleb here for this yeah um, no
0: we we don't have any data scientists real data around, but anymore. I don't so know about Pseudoscience is kind of our sweet spot.
1: I'm always superstitious so that's the pseudo I'm superstitious about having two premier players from the same team on a fantasy team because I I hewed to this like, again, superstitious idea that they very potentially can cancel each other out, but perhaps there's a higher chance. And that's probably all in my superstitious head. Um, But it feels right. So if I was Eric, I'd be moving one of the players that's on the same team as the other player.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Back back in the day, that feels like exactly the type of thing that Caleb would jump into Python and just pull off data and our assumptions would be completely wrong, but Caleb's not here. He's in Sweden doing Stockholm stuff. And here's my follow-up question for you. Eric, his last trade was infamous, as Sean Sean Greer could tell you if if he comes on the pod in the, the near future. Do you think when he moves Jamar Chase or Joe Mixon, does he get bamboozled, swindled, completely Ooh. taken advantage of or do you think the trade is at least equitable slash potentially makes him better?
1: Ooh. I think, I think it's kind of um, even, I I think, I think he's not uh, looking at Eric's waiver moves. He's paying attention. Um, meaning like no one's going to be like trading him a kicker or something. I think I think he's a prime candidate for this. Like, like we said, Matt has a strong team, like strong flexes. Mm-hmm. I think Eric has a strong enough team. Um, but he could use a little bit bolstering, like meaning I he, he's got space to drop a kicker and Matt Stafford. He could he could definitely do a three for one or a four for two with Matt that benefits them both, uh, I think. Okay. I, if I were him, I would do that. So I don't. I don't have a hot take there. I think Eric's going to break even. Um, uh, in moving one of those, it's a uh, you heard it here first,
0: guys. We're more trying like
1: to make teams, worse or better.
0: Tell me, tell me what you think is the more likely trade. Zach sends Jonathan Taylor, Brandon Cooks, and DJ Moore to Eric. For Mixon and Chase, both oh, of them, oh, both both of, them. both of the guys. Or do you think he pulls off a trade with Matt, where Matt sends Cortland Sutton, Brian Robinson, AJ Dillon, and Keenan Allen for say, for one of those two, and you know maybe may, maybe something else, some filler for Eric's bench.
1: I think those four are correct. From Matt, I would say he would do that for Chase and Jamal Williams.
0: Yeah, that's the okay. trade. Right? Oh, I would say that's, that's I, that. That's the one you take, though. You think the the Matt trade lines up better than the the Zach trade? Oh
1: man whoever listens to the pod first
0: (laughs) no good point point. um
1: i I could see if it was me i'd I'd pull the trigger on on both of those probably um uh, maybe i would see it got the working out with zach happening first
0: all right Interesting to, to see what happens. He gets the to trade. listen to this
1: when he edits it, so yeah, uh, he's gonna play, well, hit pause right here and then quick well, it out. <laughs>
0: Before he releases the episode, he forces Eric to accept his trade, which same same people that were involved in the the last famous trade. All right, oh, we got we got to wrap this thing up soon. We got to get to the end here.
1: The length is getting a little boldest.
0: It is so so long. I don't know what. Pokemon and Bulbasaur have to do with this, but the the length is long. Um, last
1: erect.
0: Uh, last league, hot take before we get into some podcast hot takes because we've we've got some hot takes about the pod as well. That'll make everyone go wowzers. <laughs> is that Matt sets a record this year and gets renamed four times in total? Including this week to Michael Benz.
1: Four renames in a season. It's I, happened once already. Yeah, until these these trades happen. Um Wow well, Zaroonies. Four renames. Yeah, and I'd like a shot at that too. I want to rename them mistakes were made. Um and I've still got that Aaron Rodgers tattoo picture for the logo that I disgraced everyone's eyes with in the group me oh Um,
0: yeah it would be a total shame not to not to use that yeah
1: total shame no that's right um but not to rag too much on matt's winlessness i got another careless random take which is that no one wins double digit games in the season this year parody is going to reign. um first place is
0: going to have no more than nine wins wow supreme parody yeah, I mean, I, I think we have four teams in the top six slash seven that are separated by, like, 11 points.
1: That's right. So,
0: I mean, there's so much parity this year. Everything feels very close, and it's it's shifting. I feel like I'm the first team to face off against a healthy Zach, assuming Jonathan Taylor practice practiced on a limited basis the past couple of days. And assuming he plays, like, this is, I think, the first time that, like, someone will be – playing against the full force of Zach and who knows, maybe his quarterback will still get injured in the first quarter and, and won't finish the game. Uh, Time will tell. It's, it's a cruel, cruel game that we play here.
1: Brady's Brady's been rocket shipping and I think it's going to go up. I saw a bold prediction, I think on fantasy pros, that says he throws for over 404 touchdowns this week.
0: Okay. Wow. Hopefully most of those go to Chris Godwin. There you Um,
1: go. That, I think that was the idea. He's got a lot of healthy weapons now. Um, You've got a strong team. I think after this bye week, I'd be open to some trades, man. i got some strong RB stuff. It's helping me float this carousel of
0: just... Yeah, whenever you need to unload DeAndre Swift, you know who to call. Somehow,
1: the issue is like, yeah, I've somehow kept winning, but I need to put up points, and I'm wondering how long I can keep doing this carousel of just Jokic and quarterbacks. (laughs)
0: Yeah, not not a hot take on my part. This was just the way that I'm seeing it. But I, I think there will be a tie on record for sixth and seventh place this year. And points is what's gonna get that last person in there and ultimately force Steven or Sean out of the playoffs. One of those two will be right. Be the one losing out on points.
1: Right. And it's it's gonna create a mini scandal because unless things change, I'm gonna be that guy with like a better record. With like hundred and twenty less points than one mm-hmm. Yeah, fewer. <laughs> but like sure. three spots up. Um no, nah, I I feel good, but of course, as always, any given Sunday, anything can happen. Knock on wood um after you check your balls. Um because injuries can derail us all. So let's intercept cancer, you guys.
0: So true. All right. Getting into the group me and podcast hot takes. I I have a hot take for the pod. Do you have anything that you want to throw out there for the group me?
1: I. This is more of a daring it to happen. It's probably not a hot take, but my hot take is that Michael Benz hasn't even listened to one of these pods. That's not the take but because he hasn't he doesn't know that he's got to come his his uh his trophy's going to get stripped from him because he doesn't record because we basically created this rule um and so uh by the end of the season uh there's going to be an asterisk after the 2021 season um uh, that's the and, only that's the only take i have on on the pod
0: yeah and in in the group me offered up uh the option of not renaming himself uh Napoleon's blunder if he came on the pod instead and didn't even respond to the message so you know we'll 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 see what happens uh if we can get Michael on the pod or if the the big asterisk goes on his on his championship season or not well time will tell but this leads into my podcast hot take and that is this season we release a pot episode every week of the fantasy season leading up to the playoffs. I, I don't know what happens in the playoffs if we keep it going then. But regular season, we continue with our voracious output and put out put out an episode a week to for the loyal listeners, for the casual listeners, for the Patreon subscribers. We do one episode a week. But wait, there's more. Wow Zaroonies. i'm I'm gonna say we get every member of the league, including Michael, to be a guest on the pod during that during that output.
1: Wow, the Boom.
0: But wait, there's more. i'm I'm <laughs> going more. We get one alumni to come back and be a guest on the pod, at Ooh. least one.
1: Ooh.
0: And we've been talking about this for five seasons, but I think we also get a nameless wife.
1: Wow. Bold claims. I love them. I love them. Ending on a positive note. Um well, I will say a certain auburn graduate texted me several weeks ago out of the blue and was like, "How's your team doing this year?" And I took a few days to respond, but I finally did, and I haven't heard from him since. So, he's thinking about us, though. <laughs> Um, if we're talking about alumni, um, nameless wife, there could be a lot of interesting things there. Uh, gravy train spoke about his wife just being like, what are you doing uh, with this fantasiness? Um, I like this idea a lot. And I think getting them done by the playoffs, historically chatter starts to die down by the time we get to the playoffs. Just once people are eliminated and not having to work the wire and it's Christmas time, um though the football games are good and then you know we we tend to chatter a little bit through January with kind of an uptick you know around the Super Bowl um so yeah I I also don't know whether these takes are a little bit of slander on me because at our current rate I am as the intern and try host this presupposes perhaps I'm unemployed through this i know
0: that's that, <laughs> that's the real take the subtext, subtext of the hot take is that seth is unemployed for all of 2022 <laughs> <laughs> oh god no i mean seth come on i'm somewhat employed and you know i'm i'm here every week it it can happen
1: yeah no uh, nothing really stopped me in prior seasons um from showing up once or twice all right, well, uh, those are beautiful, bold takes. I would love that spaghetti to keep sticking to the wall. Um, all right, guys, this wasn't just time filler till Sunday. This is deep engagement. We want to see you. We want to hear your mellifluous voices.
0: Yeah, I I think we we chummed some good bait out there and i'm i'm excited to see a bite or two i don't know if not maybe we'll have to run this back as a part two later in the season uh get get some more hot takes try to up our slander a little bit but i think it was a good first attempt on our part and i'm cautiously optimistic that we'll get a cacophony of protests of our of our hot takes and people will will come on to Provide their own and defend defend themselves for sure.
1: People love the fodder. Well, I gotta travel a little bit this weekend, so I'll be out of pocket some on Sunday, but I will end by just saying I'm confident I'm gonna score at least 150 points.
0: Yeah, I'll be back on the the East Coast in a mansion in the Poconos doing Harry Potter themed murder mysteries and frisbee golf and other fun combined bachelor, bachelorette party activities. Um, but then my next trip to the East coast, uh, I am hoping to make it down to Charlottesville in in November. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to grab a drink, catch a game with, with some of the the friends down there and who knows, maybe wrangle some of them onto a pod,
1: bring your microphone, just stick it in people's face. Yeah,
0: no, I've got the, the snowball right here. That's right. And we'll travel for sure.
1: Yeah, we've got the best editor in the world. Just get like mini sound bites as you wander the streets of the Ville. All right. Well, due to technical difficulties, we're going to probably wind it down. If uh, and hopefully you've been listening this long. We love you all. And uh, Jamie, thanks for sharing all the good news from your end.
0: Yeah it's it's been a really fun time and thanks for asking. Fun to fun to share with everyone and it's been it's been a good year so you you take those as much as you can as, as you get older yes indeed yes indeed savor
1: them. while you got them.
0: yep because you know at some point we all just fall in a well and on that note you can go fall on a well